Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. And now here's your host, Eric Danner. Welcome to the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner, and our special guest host this week, Ishmael Kagon. Ishmael, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, well, you know, we had uh, such a big bump in our ratings, you know, the first time you were on, we had to have you back. Uh, this time, we're in the season now, so in uh, Colorado, where we live here, it's uh, starting to get that fall feeling. You're seeing some leaves starting to change, the weather's starting to get a little bit cooler, and that always seems like football weather to me. Definitely, definitely, you know, as soon as, as, soon as you step outside now, you got to start finding the hoodies <laughs> and the jackets football football is, a, is it started for sure so this past week there was actually a game up in Greeley uh that went to overtime uh, Greeley Colorado not not too far away from here Lamar playing their first ever game in the state of Colorado they win 17 to 10 in overtime yeah uh Lamar eked out a a, a, a tight win right there um with that overtime game um led by their running back uh, that that was Really, really competitive game, you know, low scoring, defense heavy, and Lamar came out with the win. We're going to have Blaine Morgan on in our next segment, the head coach of Lamar. They ran for over 200 yards in that game and had a really good defensive effort as well. The game of the week as we build it on WAC Football Friday was Southern Utah taking on Tarleton. That was played in Arlington, Texas at the old Texas Rangers Stadium, and that was a real barn burner right down to the end. Yeah, I, uh, they was they was letting it fly. They, they, they was definitely <laughs> letting it fly, especially you know having a tie game in the first half and then just scoring like they were scoring a lot of points, a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of points were getting scored, and you know and it was tight th- throughout the end. So it was it was definitely definitely a, a game that was entertaining, something you sit there and watch, and then you can see that points were going to be scored it was 28 to 28 at the half and Devin Hafford who was at our whack football preview at a pick six and, and took it to the house and and made it to 28 to 21 at that point they wind up falling to Southern Utah who of course is going to be in the whack next year they win 40 to 35 Stephen F. Austin they rolled over Mississippi Valley State the alma mater of Jerry Rice 58 to 13 another another high scoring game for Stephen F. Austin and with defensively keeping keeping the team under 14 points is hard to do especially in college football with a lot of um, passing that goes on so for them to score that much and then keep a team under 14 points really 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 is is impressive Xavier Gibson the outstanding wide receiver for the Lumberjacks scored three touchdowns in the first half only had three catches Ishmael but had 131 yards receiving two touchdowns also ran back a punt for a 70 yard touchdown that wound up being our whack play of the week yeah that's that is a high efficiency (laughs) rate you know you get three catches but two of them go for (laughs) touchdowns that's that that's a great game. That's it reminded game. me of Randy Moss years ago when uh, I think it was against, maybe it was in Dallas when uh, they played the Cowboys, and he I think he had three catches for three touchdowns. They just couldn't stop him, and, and that was the case with Mississippi Valley State. We also had uh, Abilene Christian beating uh, UT Permian Basin 34-9. to Our WAC Ticket Smarter Defensive Player of the Week is Jordan Pop, the outstanding defensive end from, uh, from Abilene Christian. Yeah. Def- definitely played a, a good game you know um 
had the had that interception and took it <laughs> took it into the house. You know, that was really 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 impressive. He was, he was moving his wheels there, especially for somebody who's who plays with their hand in the ground. So for him to get that interception was definitely was a was a nice was a a different look, like a different look as opposed to you know usually seeing cornerbacks and safeties you know get interceptions. And he's a transfer from Nebraska. Yeah, that's going to be a career highlight. Those defensive ends don't get a whole lot of pick sixes or chances to run one back. And then uh, Dixie State Planet number twelve, UC Davis, they fall sixty to twenty seven in that game. DSU is going to be off this week, but if you're looking for a game to watch, number one ranked Sam Houston will be playing at. Number 24, Central Arkansas. That's a 4 o'clock kick on ESPN+. And this is part of that AQ7 that uh, was created this year between the WAC and the Atlantic Sun. This allows uh, uh, both conferences to kind of merge together to get an AQ, as we call it, an automatic qualifier to the FCS playoffs. Yeah, Sam Houston has their work cut out for them this week, you know, especially going on the road and going to, um, going against Central Arkansas. So, you know, definitely have you know it's going to be something to keep an eye on and hopefully everybody tunes in and, uh, and watch a, a great game the bearcats and the bears so that'll be a fun one to watch Stephen f austin tarleton and lamar are all at home this week Stephen f austin will be playing lincoln which is a new school in terms of uh athletics i believe their first year having football and we we're, were talking before the show uh their head uh, basketball coach is a name people might be familiar with, and Gary Payton. So right now, that's their claim to fame. Yeah, any any way to any way to get your name out there, I guess making a splash higher with that, and then and including football, which is which is not easy, especially in uh in co- college athletics. Tarleton will be hosting New Mexico Highlands, and then Lamar against Abilene Christian. That is our featured game of the week on our WAC Football Friday show. Uh, two conference teams playing a non-conference game, so they're going to play twice this year. The second game is going to count as the conference game, but a big game for both teams as Lamar coming off that victory against UNC. Abilene Christian also playing really well, so it'll be fun to watch to see which team comes out on top. By the way, ACU has not beaten Lamar since 1970. Wow. So yeah, this is definitely going to be uh, a game that they have to that um that they would want to get and for both teams this is an opportunity to get a you know a, a sneak peek essentially <laughs> of the team before they play each other again later on in the season so i know um with abilene christian i know they're probably wanting to get that win so that they they don't have to um hear about that that's <laughs> that um and with lamar coming off that win of um over north uh, northern colorado i think that you know mo- momentum might be in their favor so we'll see We'll talk with again with Blaine Morgan in our next segment, the head coach at Lamar, and he knows how to win a WAC championship because he did that in 1998 when he was the quarterback at the Air Force Academy when they went 12-1 and that year. Switching gears to volleyball-ish, we have conference play starting up this week and some big matches right off the bat. Uh, when, when I look at the schedule, New Mexico State against Utah Valley, the, those are two teams that have uh, competed for the WAC championship for the last several years. Yeah, and you know, from our previous conversation with uh, head coach uh, Sam Matoa, I know this is a definitely a, a game that he probably had circled just to see um, see what his team is going to do against uh, a team that they've seen a couple of years in a row in the WAC championship. Um, and it's a it's a great test to start off WAC conference play. 
Yeah, the Aggies have won six in a row. Uh, the travel partner situation, so it's New Mexico State, Grand Canyon. So they play New Mexico State on Thursday. They'll play Grand Canyon on Saturday. Grand Canyon starting the year with an 8-1 and one record. So that's uh, that's always going to be tough when those two teams are, are going to be your opponents. Yeah, it's the, the West Division definitely has some uh, um, some tough teams that they're going to compete against, and it definitely will get them ready for all the conference play for the um, continuing on for the rest of the, um, the year. And just the way the schedule falls is that the West Division teams open up their uh, conference play this week. Our WAC Volleyball Players of the Week brought to you by Ticket Smarter, UTRGV outside hitter Sarah Cruz, Utah Valley Libero, Brighton Bishop, and UTRGV uh, freshman uh, Luana Emiliano are, are our WAC uh, Ticket Smarter Players of the Week. Congratulations to them. Uh, Emiliano is the yeah, setter of the week. Uh, she is a player from Brazil. So UTRGV uh, seems to be back on track. They have uh, won three in a row. They are now eight and four. Stephen F. Austin uh, with the top record in the Southwest Division at eight and three uh, before we start up conference play. As we switch to men's soccer, Grand Canyon still ranked number 25 in the country. They are five and one on the year. Uh, survived a close call at Cal Poly. They win 3-2 to two in overtime, and that was a heck of a goal that uh, they won it on. Yeah, I, it definitely. Um, uh, Alfonso with the with the, uh, with the the game-winning uh, game-winning goal, it was, it, it was a great match. It was a great match, and I guess it was a, and it was a great test for them getting ready to start conference play here soon. Yeah, Marco Alfonso is our whack ticket smarter offensive player of the week. He had two goals in that match for GCU and Washington who's ranked number three in the country. They kind of did a, a whack uh, travel partner situation here. They played at Utah Valley on Thursday, went to overtime. The Huskies win two to one. And then they played Seattle U on Monday. Of course, they're both in the town of Seattle. there, uh winning two to one also in overtime. So it looked, looked really good that we might get a big uh, upset if you will, in those two matches, but uh, Utah Valley and Seattle, you both playing very well against the number three team in the nation. Getting the chance to play the number three team in the nation gives you a chance to, you know, see what your team is going to be like going into conference play, which is going to be great because um, we're going to get elevated play because they know what they need to do now to win games in, in conference. Men's soccer, they're starting their conference play this week as well. Uh, you want to check out the action on Saturday. Uh, actually, Grand Canyon has moved up to number 19 now in the country and in men's soccer we we have what we call affiliates where we have air force san jose state and unlv uh, that are normally in the mountain west conference they don't sponsor the sport of men's soccer so they're in the whack also houston baptist and incarnate word are in the whack in men's soccer so you want to check out all those matches uh, coming up this saturday on uh, women's soccer also going to be starting up conference play this week and leading the way in the standings grand canyon uh checking in at seven and two yeah grand grand canyon across the board on the men's and women's side seem to be doing well especially um with you know returning players uh, on the women's team seattle u is six two and one also to uh, start the season and that there's uh, when you look at some matchups uh the uh, battle of the piney woods we always hear about in football First uh, matchup of the year in women's soccer, it's going to be Sam Houston against Stephen F. Austin right off the bat. That'll be on Friday, 7 o'clock Central, and that is at SFA. 
It's going to be a great match, great match, uh, especially with uh, conference play getting underway um, and having just a bunch – Having a bunch of teams coming in for the, um, their first year and then having the chance to play in the conf uh, in the WAC conference and having uh, a chance to actually play, I think is going to be great. The WAC Ticket Smarter Offensive Player of the Week, Grand Canyon's Lindsay Prokop. She is a junior from Omaha. She actually transferred from uh, Kansas City where head coach Chris Sissel had been the head coach, came with him uh, to Phoenix, and she is an outstanding player, led the Lopes in goals over the past week with two uh, as they beat UCSD and uh, the Lopes, uh, she has uh, leading GCU and goal scored on the year with four. So she is uh, definitely a player to watch. So that kind of uh, lets people know about what we have going. There's also a lot more in tennis and golf, that kind of thing. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with head football coach at Lamar University, Blaine Morgan. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. <laughs> Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to Wax Football Friday. I'm Eric Danner, now joined by Blaine Morgan, the head football coach at Lamar University. Coach Morgan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Coach, uh, started the season 2-1 and one, uh, this past week. You were up in Greeley playing Northern Colorado, a team coached by former uh, Denver Bronco Ed McCaffrey, and you guys went 17-10. to 10. G- Give me an assessment of, of that win this past weekend. Yeah, I think it's a pretty significant step and just kind of the foundation that we're trying to build here in our program. And when you win a game, uh, it's closely contested and, and you find a way to pull it out in the end. It certainly uh, just talks about the character of your team and, and certainly just our, uh, our assistants and our, and our staff just doing a phenomenal job, especially when you look at just there's no other team in the country starting five true freshman offensive linemen. Uh, you know, at times we had three true freshman defensive linemen in the game and a couple others uh and so just that i think that's a testament to to our kids and we've got some older kids that are really uh buying into uh you know and starting to play well and, and starting to lead the team coach i know after the game you were very complimentary of your defense giving up just 10 points and you went into overtime so that they really did a great job and were the the cornerstone of that victory yeah, they, they. I think they're playing extremely hard, and that's kind of what we've, uh, you know, what we've sit on the table. Just our effort is going to define us um, on offense and defense and special teams. And right now, our defense is. I think they're playing with extraordinary effort. Um, they're not perfect, and you know, we'd like to like to get the ball, uh, you know, get the ball back a few more times as far as our turnover margin. But uh, you know, they're they did a phenomenal job. Whenever you hold a team to 80 yards rushing, it's trying to establish the run. Um, I think it was 86 yards. Um, then certainly you've got to tip your, take your hat off. Um, and it was an old school game. It was a you know, physical football game, a field position game, and and uh, uh, you know they, you know, Coach Weikert, Matt Weikert's doing a doing a great job of, of prepping our defense, and he did last week, and you know he continues to do that. Put those guys in great situations to make plays. Coach Morgan Lamar, located in Beaumont, Texas. This was the first ever trip, football-wise anyway, for the Cardinals to Colorado. 
What was the idea behind having an out-of-state trip as part of your non-conference schedule? You know, that that is beyond my pay grade. That's <laughs> that's uh, made it the administrative level and, and probably a few years before I before I came here. And so I like it. Uh, I can tell you why I like it. And that's a lot of our, uh, quite a few of our guys have never been on a plane uh, leading probably upwards 15 to 20 kids have never been on an airplane. And then a, a larger number had never been to Colorado. And so just to have that exposure um, the night before the game, we were able to go, you know, and, 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 and eat a nice meal and, and just have that road trip experience and the experience of a team being together on the road with really no other distractions. And, and so I think that certainly pushes us uh, as far as team bonding and unity. Old school WAC fans might remember you from Colorado uh, when you're at the Air Force Academy, 1998 co-offensive player of the year. Did you have a chance to to visit any of your old uh, teammates, or I know you you spent a lot of time as a yeah. coach also at Air Force. I didn't do a good enough job of uh, soliciting uh, those guys. There, there are quite a few of them that still live in the Springs, in Colorado Springs. So I just didn't do a good enough job of getting those, uh, getting the word out that we were coming to town. You know, you stay stay fairly busy uh, in in your weekly game planning, and um, you're kind of secluded and isolated a little bit, and you, you just hope to see your family a few times you know, during a game week and which we try to do here. So, um, but certainly heard from them after, after the game, when, when news got out, they were, they were pretty excited. So your kicker, Bailey Giffen was named WAC uh, special teams player of the week by Ticket Smarter, kicked a 26 yard field goal to send the game into overtime and also doubles as your punter coach. We don't really see that as much. I, I maybe date myself, go back to the Don Cockroft era of uh, NFL football when he was the last kicker punter in the NFL. Uh, Bailey doing both and, and seemed to do a very good job doing both. He did. He he punted the ball a lot better and made it, took a significant step this week. And really the punting part, he's been an all-conference caliber kicker for a while and continues to, to do that very well. And then, you know, but he hadn't done both uh, over a multiple game period. And so um, I thought he took a significant step flipping the field and, and doing a nice job punting the football on Saturday. The other thing that was impressive, Coach, was your ground attack. I know go, going back to your Air Force roots where you did a lot of uh, running the ball back then, is that part of your philosophy as a coach that you want to have that ground attack maybe first and then that opens up the passing game? We do. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to try to be balanced, but – um, we're, we're going to certainly try to establish the run and, and really just try to take what a defense gives us. And so if, if they're going to load up the box and be aggressive, then we're, we're certainly not against throwing the football. That's for sure. It seemed like we started four or five drives inside our own 10, which, uh, you know, in a field position, you know, a game that's closely contested and a turnover is going to sway it one way or another that keeps you more on the conservative side as far as play calling goes. And so um, I would like to get to where we, we, you know, yardage wise, we're sitting there at, you know, pretty, pretty balanced and, and hard to, hard to defend. This week, Abilene Christian comes to Provost Humphrey Stadium in Lamar at Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas. Coach, what's it going to take for another Cardinals victory in this matchup? I think we just need to take that, uh, that next step um, with our kids, and, and that is on offense, just executing at a little bit higher level 
um, not making, uh, just really hurting ourselves, either, you know, turning the ball over with a fumble or a penalty, or um, it just seems like there was something on a lot of those drives where we were, you know, really hurt ourselves. And, and then on, you know, just taking care of the ball and then on defense, you know, just taking the ball away a couple of times, but you, you would love to, you'd love to see that. And that is the next step for, for us in our programs is just trying to, to, to play a little cleaner game and, and just seeing that effort level go through the roof. We're back at home. Um, you know, we're sitting here with a winning record and, and we've got uh, a conference of, uh, you know, foe coming to town. So I'm hoping the, the fans of Beaumont will, will rally to Provo something. Have you had a chance to uh, scout the Wildcats? What, what have you seen? I know they're coming off a victory over UT Permian Basin this past week. Absolutely, yeah. They're, they're, but obviously, the thing you have in the WAC is you've got three coaches that I think now have won a national championship uh, at, a, at you know, one level or another. And so you've got some very good coaches in this league. Um, and so you look at them from a defensive standpoint, and they're very sound in what they do. They play very hard. And uh, they, they, they don't bust. And so you're going to have to be, when you attack them, you're going to have to be very strategic in, in how you do that. And then on offense, they're going to they're gonna be a little bit like us, but they're going to try to be very balanced. And they're going to keep you off balance with formations and sets and motions. And, um, and so, and then special teams, they're, they're going to be well coached. And so it's a, it's a, it's a huge challenge for us because we're still on the, on the foundation level of this, this program, building it. And um, hopefully we can, we can take that, that next step. Coach, we had a chance to visit with you a little bit at the WAC football preview back in July. And I know you're uh, a former WAC player of the year, but you're also, uh, you returned back home when you went to, took the job at Lamar or closer to home, I, I should say. You're from, originally from Nacogdoches. And what is it about uh, Texas football? I know your dad was a coach. Your brother, mm -hmm. of course, was also a WAC player of the year. What is it about football in Texas that really drew you back home? I just think uh, the high school football in Texas, uh, the, there are so many incredible high school football coaches and incredible people, incredible men um, that you want your, your sons playing for in the state. And that's what defines it. I mean, the X's and O's are, are phenomenal in how these coaches build their programs in the offseason. Um, there are so many guys that are very, very good at the program building part, the people building part, and then the X's and O's. And you put all that together, I think, you know, t Texas is defined by those programs and those men that really are, are in, in, the, in the business of building young men. Um, and that's what you love about Texas high school football coaches. Back in 1998, you were part of the WAC championship team at Air Force and arguably the greatest team in Air Force history, only losing one game by one point that season. I believe you beat BYU that year. That, that was a ranked team. You also won the, the Oahu Bowl. Coach, what's it going to take? Obviously, it's a different conference now, same name, but what's it going to take to win a WAC championship again? Yes, it's going to take a full buy-in, and that starts at the top. Um, and it's just everybody working in unison, you know, from the university level all the way down through the athletic department into us as a football team. And um, on our level, we just have to get to the point where 
Um, you usually win championships with experience. Those two things you generally go hand in hand. And so you can't do anything about that. Um, and so we've just got to be, uh, I think we've got some really good young talent, some older guys that are starting to step up and buy in to kind of who we are as a program and just embrace it on a weekly basis. But you're going to have to be, you're going to have to execute on, on in all three phases at a very high level to win this conference um, just because the coaching and the talent is so good. And, and uh, you know, whether we're there uh, this year, I guess we'll see that'll play itself out. But I think we are laying a foundation uh, for having those things in place. Um, but it's a very methodical process. It's not going to be a snap of the fingers. It's not going to be an overnight deal. Um, and we'll just keep taking, you know, kind of brushing your teeth every day so you don't get a cavity, right? You just mm -hmm. got to keep taking those very small methodical steps as a program. And the next thing you know, um, you're going to look up and have a chance, you know, here to, to win a conference championship. Coach, do you ever get out on the practice field and chuck it around anymore or, or are those days I, behind you? I, I, I do every now and then. Um, I try to jump into a drill. I think I did it. I've done it with, it's been very sparse though. When I jump in, I, I would like to do it more and I probably should. I, that, that's what I love. I, I was a, I was a coach's kid. So I, you were, I lived around the gym. So I love to shoot hoops, go out and throw the ball around. It just anything. I, I think I was the definition of a gym rat. So Coach Morgan, I want to thank you for taking some time out. Good luck this week. Thank you so much. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.